Hello, 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 and welcome to episode number 40 of 365 Days of Happiness. To start off with our usual thank yous, thank you so, so, so much for tuning in to this episode, even just clicking on this episode and listening, you know, the first minute or so, makes me really, really happy, and you know, it makes me excited to see every single one of you guys joining in and, con- and listening to, you know, that pod- the podcast. <laughs> it makes me happy to see how the numbers, you know, rise and fluctuate and all that stuff. So again, thank you so much for just taking the time out of the day to listen to this little bit. Okay, but to begin in, to begin in our usual fashion, uh, let's talk about what happened last episode. So last episode, we kind of did an overview of burnout and what does burnout mean. And like, well, I guess not what it means, but like what it entails. What is burnout? How burnout affects all of us? How how it can be expressed in different ways? Uh, you know, every person is a different person after all, right? So. We all experience burnout in different ways. We have different symptoms, have different ways to cope with burnout, how to avoid burnout all by itself, all together too. So I personally, you know, it's a, it's a topic that's dear to my heart, especially being a university student. Having so many people who experience burnout on like a semestral basis, like people, you know, they just don't feel, they, feel, they don't feel up for it, you know. So that's... I guess what last episode was about so if that does sound interesting I definitely suggest you go check it out and really really see what I have to say about burnout okay but now that that's out of the way I guess what are we talking about today and today is a really interesting episode I think I think it's an episode that it's really relevant in the 21st century especially especially right now you know the COVID pandemic, many, many, you know, months, even many years without, you know, seeing people, you know, kind of being thrown off our, off our usual, um, off our usual, uh, usual routine and stuff. So we're going to be talking about today, um, mental health and mental health basics and, you know, really diving in deep of what, um, what mental health really is, because it's a very... It's a very hot topic. It's a very big buzzword right now. Everyone's like mental health this, mental health that, mental health, mental health, mental health. But I think we don't quite understand what mental health implies and what mental health entails, right? We, especially, especially, especially if you're a person who does not really experience mental health issues, it is really hard to get the whole picture and whole idea of what mental health really is you know it is i mean (laughs) personally i find it really hard to find anyone these days who doesn't struggle with mental health problems around from from time to time mental health problems are not a perpetual thing they can be a cyclic thing they can be they come and go Uh, you know for example seasonal depression is a great example of that you know once winter comes in you start to feel down whatever so you get it mental health is something that affects a wide array of people and that we don't all quite understand what it really means to be, you know, have a mental health condition or to be considered mentally ill. So I guess to begin with, I think a great place to begin in, begin in right now would be to define what mental health really means. And, and mental health, just like physical health is, how, how I define physical health at least, is very related. And to me, mental health means your brain and mind working 
at its fullest capacity, right? You're able to perform as well as you can. You're able to think as fast as you can, you know, cope with your emotions as well as you can. You know, you know, your brain basically working optimally, working as well as it should be working, right? So all experiences should be intaked as that's what they are, right? So I think a great example of this would be, um, you know, the depression. I think it's, you know, <laughs> sounded really weirdly, <laughs> but I think a great example would be, you know, depression. Usually people tend to be motivated. People tend to, you know, have a drive in life, tend to, you know, want something out of life, whether it is, you know, literally collecting rocks or becoming a world-renowned scientist. You know, everyone has their own passion and everyone has their own, you know, ideals and goals. But everyone is, I wouldn't say supposed to, but everyone has that innate drive to achieve their goals, right? That's like the basis of it. Basis of it. You know, as, as a human species, we are innately driven. And, and when depression settles in, right, that optimally motivate, like that optimal, de- sorry, that op- optimal motivation is not there anymore. And additionally to that lack of motivation, we we tend to look at the world a little more bleakly, a little more, you know, we have this almost, almost uh, what's it called, uh, cognitive bias of looking at the world differently instead of it's the way it should be, right? Which again is very, is very subjective and I think it's very, very much up for interpretation. Uh, what someone would consider normal but I think you get the idea that it is very much a suboptimal way of interpreting and and operating in the world, right? Like I said, with physical health, it is the way your body interacts with the world. Well, this is like, how well does your mind interact with the world? So what does this really tell us about what what the costs almost and what the what the reason behind mental health issues is like what what is happening in our brains that is shifting the way our brain optimally you know works and and the short answer is first of all we don't really know <laughs> we don't really know why mental health problems arise right like in theory we shouldn't well, really, the mind's a messy place. It is really hard to understand how a bunch of, uh, you know, cells and connections and chemicals can create such a state of consciousness. And how even is it possible for that to generate its own language and thoughts and produce it? It's I could ramble on for I could go on for hours, but mental health as we don't really well we do understand quite a bit of it but we also don't understand quite a bit of it (laughs) so we we do know why it it happens but we don't also don't know why it happens it's it's really weird (laughs) we know how it arises and how differences in for example serotonin um retrieval or serotonin um um exocytosis can cause depression or can cause anxiety but we don't know why serotonin to begin with or a lack of serotonin to begin with will cause anxiety so it's a really 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 tricky process and really tricky water to navigate but i can give you the basics of it and try make it as understandable as possible 
So to begin with, mental health, when we say mental health is a suboptimal operation of your brain, I guess that can be interpreted in a way that we can say your the connections behind your brain are just not wired properly. Right? And when I say properly, I mean like to the standard of proper, if that makes sense. But your your brain wires and your brain chemicals are just not not like the normal, not like not, not like the standard, right? And this can be due to a multitude of reasons. It can be due to environmental factors, can be due to genetic factors, can be due to experience factors, can even be due to just, um, you know, silly moments in life that has shaped you as, as you are today, basically. Um, I'll, I'll give an example in just one second. I'm gonna get a sip of water. So for example, I guess I'll use my own life example as, as what, what mental health could arise, like what could cause mental health, for example, mental health issues. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah. <laughs> for example, okay. Anyways, <laughs> for me, when I was little, when I was like about twelve and thirteen, um, I really had a really, 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 really bad experience with the plane. I got a, oh, you know, flying perfectly. Um, to to preface this, I had no issues flying with them on planes, at all, from like. Two years old to like 12 like i had absolutely no problems i was completely completely certain that i you know i was safe in the plane and this one cursed night got on a plane <laughs> um from i think from miami to to barranquilla like one of my you know, cities in colombia and then we flew and midway through the flight you know through the ocean <laughs> This plane feels like it's about to fall. Like the the flight attendants are like falling to the ground, you know. Okay, to make a long story short, um, it just felt awful. Like I have never been so scared in my life, and and that memory really imprinted itself in my head, right? And and the great thing about the brain, the bad thing about the brain is that it is very, it it's like a sponge, right? It it, it, it like clay. It molds itself around experience and it molds itself around its environment and that experience itself shifted my brain's functionality and when I say functionality I mean like in the context of flying planes and and now every time I like hop in a plane I get completely scared like I terrified for my life I'm super super terrified of just flying in the plane and again, I don't know if you can really consider, you know, an anxiety attack before a plane flight, um, mental health illness, but you can definitely, you can definitely argue the same thing for many day-to-day -day situations. For example, if if you have a really bad experience with social groups or social settings, or even a public speaking, you know, maybe you had an experience, a prior experience that didn't go so well that those experiences can hinder you and how you perform in today's day right and and again we have this preconception that mental health has to be this debilitating condition where you can't even function properly but mental health just like any acute 
health problem, physical health problem, you can still function as a human being with you know underlying health, mental health conditions. Just they hinder your capabilities to an extent. And they, again, they're very specific and they're very punctual. They come, the, the mental health issues arise whenever the situations and the, and the, what's it called, and the situations and, ah, and when the circumstances are just right. And now that's more the acute side of mental health and, you know, how little things, you know, for example, social, again, another great example, social anxiety. It is very much a real mental health issue that a lot of people uh, have to deal with. Personally, I dealt with it for quite a bit. I still do, still do. Um, But it's a very punctual, very situation-dependent type of mental illness, right? So I guess it's an example of more of an acute type of mental illness no mental illness not mental illness however then then there comes the big you know (laughs) the big main topic of the not main topic but the big ah, how would you even say that like the the mvp but it's not the mvp (laughs) it's like where the spotlight is placed right and that is chronic mental health issues you know dealing with anxiety every day dealing with depression every day bipolar disorders schizophrenia um you know what other things um ocd um even autism can be thrown in there there's so many different there's such a wide array of mental you know cognition and adhd too uh cognition and and suboptimal ways of working around the world and this one, this one's a little more than just experience-based. This one is usually is um, more of a genetic slash environmental, um, you know, kind of cause, causal relation. You know, you can't really say causal relations, but you can say relationship between, you know, genetics and whatever. But anyways, um, you get the point. These, these are the, the chronic ones, the ones you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. And again, it is this hard to say what really is the underlying cause of you know these conditions, these mental health conditions. Um, and again, we don't certainly know a hundred percent that, for example, um, a lack of I don't know a lack of serotonin and dopamine can lead to depression, right? We know there's a we know there's a relationship of uh, lower levels of dopamine with depression um feelings of depression right but we don't know for certain we don't even know what the mechanism behind it is but i'm not here to tell you what we don't know i'm here to tell you what we do know and you know i think i think it's quite funny actually well not quite funny but i think it's quite interesting that sounded bad it's not funny at all (laughs) but i think it's quite interesting how how sometimes you know events can also trigger trigger anxiety disorders or can trigger depressive episodes or can trigger psychotic episodes um and and i find it quite interesting that yeah there is genetic and environmental factors but but even but even those factors are not always enough to fully to fully experience and to fully unleash the mental health issues underlying there uh so always is again we know so little but so much about these topics that it's really hard to pinpoint and talk about them 
with absolute certainty but i can tell you from my own personal experience and from what i have taught i've learned is that uh sometimes it's just a combination of a lot of little things that just lead to a big result it's just sometimes the summation of a great a good a theory in um psychology is called gestalt um psychology basically says that the sum of the parts the sum of the parts are greater than no the whole is greater than the sum of its parts and that sometimes is true sometimes just looking at things individually um doesn't really give you a reason to why it happened but once you add them up and really see how everything interacts together it it does um it does in fact create a bigger thing that you expect i don't know if that makes sense but what i'm trying to get at here is that basically sometimes mental health is not just caused by genetic factors or it's not just caused by different wiring in your brain sometimes a multitude of different factors uh, for example how you experience the world versus how you think of the world versus how um i don't know i guess I'll, the best way to put this is an example right um so let's say you are a anxious person right anxiety is just the easiest most default thing i can talk about because i personally have experienced it quite a bit if you have listened to the past couple episodes you'll see what i experienced <laughs> but by anxiety is, i think is one way to to look at things so the perception of of things that clearly don't really impose any danger uh, for example um getting on a plane they don't really pose any more danger than me getting in a car but my brain for some reason heightens um those feelings and heightens and really tells me that i'm in danger and that i'm about to die and there's no way i can help myself right so so maybe my anxiety is not due to a lack of serotonin or dopamine but it's due to the way my brain perceives new situations right or even is a mix of mix of both right maybe it is partly because I have, you know, a lack of anxiety, you know, neurotransmitters, whatever. I don't want to get into too much detail, but, <laughs> and also an additional, additionally to that, um, just a heightened perception of danger levels, right? Okay, but I guess I'm kind of straying off topic a little bit, but what I'm really trying to say is, I want to really want you to understand for mental health is that we don't really know what causes it and it, it could be it could be as straightforward as saying it's genetical or you know environmental or experimental but there's the world is not does not work in isolation the world just doesn't you know again there's you can't just measure things in isolation because things interact with one another on every dimension possible and i think that's what makes it really really interesting too investigate and to understand these problems because they're so multifaceted and they're so different and complex we might not even ever know the answer to but we know the problem is there is present and we need to try to understand it as much as possible lastly the last thing i really want to talk about and i guess to really understand mental health from a from a you know outsider's perspective i think i think sometimes we're quite quick to judge 
people with mental health and and I personally say this because it's not that we invalidate and that we tend to you know diminish the feelings of others because we, we we do tend to we tend to think that they're valid and we tend to think that is a very you know real real issue in today's world however we kind of lack that that empathy and that we lack the credibility and and we just kind of brush it off as you know something that just happens and it's it's really interesting to me when i talk to to someone who who does have problems with anxiety versus someone who doesn't have problems with anxiety conversations go completely differently right <laughs> the conversations just i don't know i don't want to say they minimize your problems but i think when you talk to someone who truly deeply understands you it's just so so reassuring and so almost you feel this connection between two people whereas when you just listen from an outsider's perspective you don't really you don't really understand what's going on and i personally that was i i went that while like i went 16 years of my life without really experiencing any mental health issues and i almost took it for granted that people people every person had a normal functioning brain and that really mental health issues were just psychological psychological issues that people could have control over and people could in fact determine their own fate when it came down to um mental health issues but in reality you know it took me experiencing mental health to really understand that it's not that easy it's not it's not as easy as just saying think positively or don't be stressed right and i think it's super stereotypical to say those things but it is true it is it is so much more than just things that are in your control like you wouldn't say you wouldn't tell someone with cancer just get better <laughs> right and and i think it's one of those things that again you don't really understand unless you're in a position of understanding and you're not in a position of really trying to I don't know how would it wear that like you're unless you're in a position of really experimenting the same same or similar perspectives you won't really get it <laughs> the the simplest way you won't really get it um but i think there's still ways for you to to be an ally and to support the cause and really do your best as as an outsider i guess to to understand um what is going on right <laughs> that is my best advice for sure so ultimately i guess what i wanted to achieve with this podcast was to number one really help you understand how different factors from genetic environmental and experimental factors can shape your mental health and can shape your brain wiring and chemical you know imbalances possibly which i completely forgot to talk about by the way but we can just save that for another episode and how you know different perspective and perception can change the way you experience um mental health issues and and lastly what you can do as an outsider and how you can understand really what it means to to struggle with mental health issues um but that is all for me today um i guess for your weekly challenge i i would like you to you know either if you're a person that struggles with mental health issues um Try to understand what causes your mental health problem. I'm sorry, in your head, right? Try to understand 
uh, what biochemical or what psychological factor affects your brain functioning. And, and again, really to understand to understand what your brain is lacking, it's a great way to really inform yourself and why why your body works like it does. I think it's a great exercise. And for someone who does not have any mental health issues, um, I recommend you. My challenge for you this week is to reach out to someone and really listen to someone and really try to understand what it means to to experience the world like they do, right? Um, so go do that. That is my challenge for today. Um, I wish you an amazing start of your week, you know, Monday. Um, I hope your week goes fantastic, and I really hope that you enjoy it. You know, that After all, that is the point of life, to enjoy every single day as much as you can. Um, but anyways, take care, and remember to stay awesome.